podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. Before I welcome my three esteemed guests to talk about Harry Kane, obviously, uh, the Wolves game, uh, the Villa game and Leicester coming up, just to remind uh, you out there that makers of premium gaming peripherals, HyperX, are currently offering UK-based customers 20% off their entire full-price gaming headset range throughout May. TNCs apply. Head on over to uk.hyperx.com to read the T's and C's and use the discount code SPURS at the checkout. I've got a microphone, beautiful headphones. My kids are going crazy. They're gaming left, right and centre with their wireless headsets running around recreating the Battle of the Somme. Uh, with these headphones, well worth it. Go to uk.hyperx.com, discount code SPURS, 20% off. Right, joining me tonight on, I hope not a too depressing show for all of you at home. Uh, I mean, just being a Spurs fan is, it's, I mean, many, many people have said it's like a sort of battered wife syndrome. You keep coming back and you keep thinking things get better. They never do. I mean, now it's it's just so low that... It, I mean, this time last season, we were quite excited about maybe finishing top six. I remember we had a few games. We came back from lockdown. We won a few games after Mourinho. We finished possibly the same place on a high. Now it feels like we're getting relegated. Joining me tonight, all the way from Tenerife, Mr. Richard Cracknell returns. How are you, Richard? Very well, but you're 500 miles off, Mike. I'm in Lanzarote. Oh, Lanzarote. <laughs> Lanzarote. It's quite near, isn't it? Isn't it near Tenerife? Yeah, it's not too far. About, about Grand about, Canary. Yeah, about 350, 400 miles. Ah. It's actually a little bit further away from White Hart Lane. So I'm thinking of actually moving there yeah. just so I can get that little bit further away from Spurs. Cause, we were uh, saying off air, Richard, that you know when you moved, surely that big sort of pang of sort of am I doing the right thing was your beloved Tottenham but you must be delighted now to be so far away uh but I'm yes to to, to be away from at the moment but who wants this the way we are at the moment I'm I hope and pray that someday soon I can be here and be pining to be Mm. on Tottenham High Road in the smashing down rain and the freezing cold rather than sat here in the warm watching it on the telly. I mean, that's where I need and want Tottenham to, to get to. But at the moment, no, I'm, I'm really not missing going one little bit, to be honest. Exactly. Also joining us tonight, a stalwart of the show, Matt Creeley returns. How are you, Matt? Evening, Mike. All good, thank you. Yeah, all good. All good. And how have you been? Um, well... I've been all right. I must admit, I kind of uh, I watched the game on Sunday, but didn't watch it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I it, it this, this is the problem. It's very difficult to invest in the current kind of setup, and we'll talk about that further. Also joining us, joining us, comedian, not comedian. That's like it's a woman <laughs> comedian, maybe comedian, comedian, raconteur, author of the wonderful being that number, the book on Tottenham Hotspur a couple of years ago. Carl Jones returns. How are you, Carl? Hi, Mike. Yeah, very, very good, all considered, to be honest. I think, um, you know, we crawl towards the end of the season, really, and kind of try and find out if we're in the UEFA Conference Cup or whatever the hell it's called. And uh, Have you looked into the conference thing? I did and nodded off. It's so bad. I, I think we'll I think we'll be joining Richard in the Canary Isles. It's one or two yeah. of the away trips out there when you look at one or two of the teams in there. So uh, The team for the Canary Isles will probably be seeded two <laughs> in it. So, I mean, that's how bad it is. So I think- could be, Spurs could be facing Richard in the first qualifying round <laughs> literally could happen with this particular competition it's unbelievable and Carl how, how are you comedy is the diary now opening up 
Can you see a light at the end of the tunnel, comedy-wise? Yeah, second half of the year looking much much healthier, uh, thankfully. So really, really looking forward to getting back to kind of proper in-person gigging, you know, now that now that gigs are kicking back off again and, and fingers crossed it stays that way. So, uh, yeah, much, much better second half of the year. Thank you. Good. Glad to hear it. Right, well, let's start. I mean, we normally start... Uh, on the last game against Wolverhampton Wonders, but obviously it broke yesterday. Uh, Sky Sports initially, and all the kind of Northwest football hacks who despise uh, London and Tottenham Hotspur broke the story with no quote from Harry Kane, no quote from his brother who works with him, no quote from CAA, his agents, no quote from Tottenham denying it, nothing. Uh, Richard, is this a rehash of stuff we already knew or do you think there's no smoke without fire? And uh, some press today reporting that Kane thinks he had a gentleman's agreement with Levy. He wanted to go last season. He was under the impression he could go this season. Uh, where, where, where do you think we stand with this at the moment? Well, there's just this current obsession with moving Harry Kane on from Spurs, and it's just been for months and months and months. It's uh, I, I don't know what it is. You don't get it with Jack Grealish at Villa, and you don't seem to get it with Declan Rice with West Ham. But with Harry Kane, he's just always moving. So um, look, I think that I think the bigger question is. Why is there even any speculation around it? Um, Spurs should be a, a place and in a position where there should be no speculation about the best players leaving. So, you know, it's uh, the, the state of the club at the moment. I think it's two and two being put together and hoping that they hit five. So, uh, you know, Harry's 28. Uh, I think it's 84 ex-Spurs players have now left us and gone on to win something. Um, you know, so, you know, he's, he's a bright boy. He's going to see these things. And it will, in some ways, I don't want him to go, Mike. I, I well, love no him. Wants, no one wants him to go. No he's one the, wants him to go. He's the greatest player of our generation. Exactly. But nobody can sort of begrudge him going either and, and not getting to the end of his career with an absolute hatful of medals. You know, his his whole attitude and persona and the way he plays, he he absolutely deserves that. But we should be asking why that's not come with us uh, as a club and why he's had to go elsewhere the same as many, many before him. So I don't know. The club does hold uh, a lot of the aces with this, with three years left on his deal. And, you know, it's going to be a hell of a lot of money to take him away. We all know uh, Mr. Levy loves to do uh, do these deals when he's selling players and buying players. So it's going to take a real lot of money. Um, philosophically, you think to yourself, OK, well, if he wants to go and we're getting 150 million, 130 million, whatever it is, then wow, that's a lot of money to go back into the market with. The only problem is, is you were handing it over to Steve Hitchin, you know, which is a bit like saying, Ollie Reed, can you pop down the local, please, and get me two bags of peanuts? <laughs> you just know he ain't coming back with two bags of peanuts, do you? It's like, so that, there, there's the problem with it. But, um, yeah, watch this space. It's going to run and run and run. Matt, me being kind of slightly cynical, uh, my gut feeling is uh, no smoke without fire. Maybe because, you know, Tottenham were, and rightly so, really annoyed that if, whether it's true or not, this story is broken. Two games to go, two massive games uh, for us to finish, you know, in the in the Europa League, better than nothing. Do you think maybe Kane's uh, representatives could have dropped in to almost to gauge the reaction from Spurs fans, which... Uh, if you look at social media, and Richard has just said there, most Spurs fans are resigned, would wish him all the best, because it, it appears to us that Kane's ambition is now bigger than our owners when it comes to winning things on the pitch. Do you think that's fair? I think it's fair. <clears throat> um, I don't. If he left, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, if I, I want to leave, but I can't. <laughs> um, but he. Um, <laughs> You know he's 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 done his time. He scored. Oh, I, I can't watch Sky News because it is literally anti-Tottenham. Um, from the moment it comes on in the morning to the lasting at night, the Sky Brigade are selling Harry Kane to the Manchester clubs or or maybe Chelsea. 
And they're the same mob that three weeks ago were telling us that the two Manchester clubs were the scourge of the world, that they're disgusting, that the money's taken over, you know, football, ESL, blah, blah, blah. Um, but for Kane, Harry, if he goes, do you know what? Fair play to him because it comes back to Levy and Lewis. They've had a once-in-a-generation player. They had the opportunity to build around Harry. They've done some building with Sonny and what have you. But it comes back to the Poch scenario when he said, you know, I need to churn. Levy just didn't listen to him. And, you know, he said to Hitchin, you know, go out and buy. Oh, I could talk about 100 players here. But if Harry goes, he goes. And you know what? Good luck to him. I hope he wins everything that he could possibly get gets coming to him. If he went abroad, I think I'd prefer that. Mm. Um, but if he, you know, if he has to go to a club, I think he wants his Premier League re- record. I think, yeah, I think it, he deserves it because if you look yeah. at his stats, you know, why, why wouldn't he? And um, which club does he? Do I have a preference which club he goes to? Mm. The thing is, Carl, as, as again Richard said, we do hold the aces, and and, and as, as as an agent myself, and I do various deals. If you sign a big contract with people, great. You know you've got guaranteed big money coming in. But at the same time, if you decide you want to walk away, you, you kind of it both ways. And Tottenham are perfectly within their rights to go, no, you've got three years left. No, you, you've, you've, you're not going anywhere. I understand, as we've had before with... God, so many, as you know, so many players before that th- think they've had gentlemen's agreements with Levy and they dig their hills in and they they, they fall out. We, 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 we hope that that doesn't happen. Harry's been at the club since he's 11. His family all spurs through and through. Um, and equally, I think, rather like the way Crystal Palace have let Roy Hodgson go, done in a very tasteful, beautiful way today, uh, Early, nothing, nothing but plaudits. You can't kind of see that happening the same way at Tottenham, can you, Carl? Unless we get the big money that we want. I mean, you know, I think I agree with everything that's been said. Um, it, it's remarkable how much goodwill Harry Kane would go with. I think that might change slightly if Chelsea were his suitors. I'm not quite sure where that's come from, but I, I can only imagine it's living in London and, and having his family there. I think the Manchester clubs would be more palatable and abroad more palatable still. Um, I, I think it comes down to that gentleman's agreement of when he signed that massive contract, what agreement did he have in terms of the ambition of the club? You know, we're moving into the stadium. I think we have possibly just got the stadium at that point moving on to bigger and better things I think this seems to come back to that thing of what the ambition of the club on the field and that that I I honestly begin to wonder whether the likes of Levy actually are promising things that they believe in by by bringing the likes of Mourinho in and that somehow is going to be a magic wand I just think that Harry Kane is smart enough to perhaps see at the moment that another another year another two years and and he's going to be at his absolute peak and 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 that opportunity for him to go abroad or to win those tournaments I think he wants the top uh, Premier League goal scorer record I just think it would be an absolute tragedy if we allow you know already one of the top five players in the club's history undoubtedly probably the best player that would have ever played for us if he does stay for another three years and keep scoring goals to, to allow him to walk away I think that is going to be if, if it's not toxic now then just imagine what it's going to be like in in, in a few months time if he if he walks away well I was just thinking that actually because obviously uh tomorrow we play Aston Villa and there's been before this news broke Richard news of uh, another demonstration before the game uh, certainly bigger than the one. There was obviously another one on on Saturday when there was no match. Obviously, this way there's ten thousand Spurs fans going there, so there's going to be at least ten thousand Spurs fans walking towards the ground, maybe chanting and demonstrating. Um, there's probably no better time to tell the board. I mean, the, the bottom line is he's irreplaceable. It's all very well going. We'll get 120 million. We'll get 130 million. Well, you know that goes on three. Decent players, uh, almost two decent players, and they are. If you look at Ndombele, was around 55 mil. It could go on three players. Um, and it's and, and also, I mean, I, I laughed. I saw one source going, Tottenham going to inquire about Haaland. But no, he wants 350 grand a week. We don't pay those wages. We've never paid those wages. So again, we're looking to get players uh, where Tottenham is a step up, players whereby they might be on the wane slightly. Um, it's it, it just however way you look at it even with the money in the bank and I know we need the money in the bank but all clubs are currently kind of in debt because of COVID 
the money's not going to make any difference to changing our fortunes on the team, really, is it? On, on the pitch? No, it isn't, because you have actually got to replace two players with Harry yeah. Kane, because not only is he the, the greatest striker at the moment in the Premier League, he's also up there as one of the greatest midfield players. And he literally does two two jobs. So that £120 million straight away has gone just to replace him with with, with two players and you're not going to replace him. That that that's the problem. So it's 120 million, uh, and then just to get back to par almost, and then to Im- try to improve on that, more money. So uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, he, he's not a 120 million pound player. He's 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 two 60 million pound players. So you could almost argue that you could ask. 200 million for him, 120 million as a striker, and he's also an 80 million pound midfielder. So if you're not getting 200 million, you're actually like kicking yourself up the arse on the deal, really. It's like it is, he's that irreplaceable. I mean, the other thing, Matt, as well, which is a problem, big, big problem, is uh, again, we, I'm sure they already are, but we certainly know when the season finishes, they will be actively speaking to potential new coaches any new coach who's interviewed the first thing they're going to ask is what's happened with the Harry Kane thing the answer will be he ain't going nowhere really what if 120 million comes in or well we well we might get rid of him there or worst or best case scenario he he's agreed like another season then he's still got two years we can still make some good money out of him so any new coach coming is going to go Right, so you want me to build a team to get you in constantly in the Champions League again, winning trophies, right. So our talisman, Harry Kane, you've told me I've gone in for one season. So already now I need to get someone in now to start getting up to speed. So many issues with with enticing someone uh, with a great CV who doesn't do it, who's not doing it for the money, uh, ostensibly. Uh, to come to Tottenham, that's going to be an issue, isn't it, Matt? Well, yeah, it is, and it all leads back to uh, one man, the chairman. Uh, it's his mess. He's got to sort it out. But I don't, I don't trust him because um, I think, uh, yeah, we've got a great stadium and we've got a great training ground, and we've just bought the golf course on the other side of the training ground to make the training ground bigger. But training grounds and stadiums don't win trophies. Players do. Um, the one thing I'll say about the Kane situation, by the way, and you know. All the media and the journos and whatever, you know, he needs to he needs to lead first to win trophies. We have been in position in the last ten years to win trophies. We've well, he's played finals, three finals for us. Semi finals, we've we've you know we've we haven't got through when we, we when we should have. So there, ninety five percent of the problem lies with the board, but I do think application not just from Kane but the general squad itself is when they get to a final. Their asses seem to go. They don't know what they're doing. And it doesn't matter if it's Parch, Marie, whoever, Mason, it doesn't matter. It's You're in a final, lads, and the application hasn't been there. And if we'd have won the Champions League, if we'd have won that league, that the league that the year we were chasing Leicester and a couple of um, league cups, would his attitude change? Yes, it would. So, yeah, Harry, if you leave, you leave. But you have had opportunities to win things. And so a new manager coming in, I was looking at what we need to get rid of. I mean, literally... It's extraordinary. It's a man, complete. It? It, we are, it's a rebuild, mm. a p- complete rebuild. It doesn't. Paul Daniels couldn't come in and do stuff for this. There's, there's nothing. You know, it's going to take three or four years for us to be back to where we were under Poch, in my opinion. Yeah, Carl. Um, let's talk very briefly now uh, on matters on the pitch, which is you know just go typical Tottenham. Two games to go. We've done nearly half an hour here. We haven't talked about the football. Uh, the Wolves game, much, much better. Um, the most chances we've created this season um, on the front foot. Uh, yeah, Wolves were poor. Um, but again, the, the stuff that us fans have been crying out for, play Sun, play Bale, play Kane, play Delhi, is happening. We're winning games. We're creating chances. And again, you look at the 20 points dropped from winning positions this season. I'm not saying we would have won all those games, but let's say we got another 10 points. We'd now comfortably be not having this conversation because we would have already qualified for the Champions League. It's still... I know everyone's going, woe is me, woe is me, but it's... 
it could still go either way, couldn't it, with this team coached the right way? I mean, yeah, we, we've you, you, on on paper, and you know, it's it's a um, it, it's cliche to say it, but but on paper, we we do have surely one of the in in the top four squads. We've got a better squad than West Ham United. We've got a better squad than Leicester City. These teams are. Have been coached better than us, as you said. It's really not rocket science to play Gareth Bale, Deli Ali, Harry Kane, Hungbin Son together. Um, I thought it was refreshing to see a team that looked less interested than us in Wolverhampton Wanderers, and I think that's a worry. Obviously, their manager is, isn't far down the list of uh, on, on on the odds for for our next. I'll give the odds later. He's he's drifted after that performance. <laughs> let me tell yeah. you, <laughs> I'm not too surprised. I mean, it was it was it was actually. Ref- I mean, Connor Cody, it, uh, what a what a player he was. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of talk in terms of. I mean, that is the kind of player you want at centre-back. When you talk about just kind of those missing pieces, because when you when you lay out this quality that we do have in the squad, there are also some real gaping holes there that we all we all recognise and have seen, and we could be in a much better position had it not been for the various personality clashes in the dressing room and we'd gone out to win a few more games. So, you know, I, I, I think... It's just, it, I completely agree with what Richard said in terms of you've got to replace two players if we sell Kane. When we still, when you still look at that squad and you look at that performance and you still feel like we're still only two or three key players away from being a real, a real challengers again. And, and, how many times we've we been in that position, not push the button, and 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 for me, I just I just feel like it's just a, a sign of how far we've fallen in such a short space of time in the time that um, that Pochettino left. But sorry to go back to the Wolves game, it was enjoyable. Um, I, I actually um, did something I've not done for a few years, which was um, I was I was away over the weekend. I recorded the game and avoided the score. Watched wow, did the old likely lads routine? Full, wow. full on likely lads. Watched it about seven o'clock. No Twitter to distract me. And actually, wow. Sat and watched it with my son. We we actually really enjoyed it. Just a, an engaging, pressing, attacking performance. So, um, but but yeah, I, I think it, it just feels like. I mean, even the Leeds performance that you kind of go, well, if we'd have got three points there, we'd, we'd actually perhaps be right in with it in these last two games. So, it's so near and yet so far. We've just got to somehow avoid finishing seventh and make sure West Ham take our place in the Conference League. I think I think eighth or seventh. which they'll be happy with because they haven't been in Europe for God knows how long. So uh, you know, I'm sure they'll be happy with any kind of. Uh, European trip. Well, look, let's go. Let's go to a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, manager situation. We'll run through some odds as well. Back in a minute. And we're back from the break. Uh, don't forget, uh, this season we are in association with William Hill, the official betting partner of Tottenham Hotspur. For all their odds, go to williamhill.com or if you haven't already downloaded the app, go and check out the website and the app for all the enhanced prices in the build-up to kick off. Uh, here are the latest odds. I mean, I mean, these literally are changing hourly. I mean, again, you people think don't think Tottenham are a big club. There's millions being lumped on them every hour. The the latest odds still haven't changed that much from last, last week's show. Inzaghi, the Lazio manager, is still uh, out their favourite, 15 to 8. Graham Potter has come in even more now. He's 6 to 1. Uh, Scott Parker currently 5 to 1. Uh, Brennan Rogers still there after that wonderful FA Cup win beating Chelsea. Uh, 8 to 1. The big mover this week, the big, again, I'm like Tony Blackburn. The big mover this week uh, is uh, Martinez, the Belgian manager. He's now come into 11 to 1. Santos, as I mentioned, he's drifted to 14s. Um, Ragnick has drifted slightly. Ten Hag uh, has come back into ten to one. Flick, Hair Flick. Uh, I always think of Allo Allo when I say that. Uh, Hair Flick, who we all thought was taking the German national job, hasn't done it yet. Hasn't, hasn't signed. He's now at twelve to one, um, and that's it. There's no real movers uh, um, apart from them, really. Um, Richard, well, I haven't asked you before. Who, uh, if you were Daniel Levy and money wasn't an object? Who would you be trying to get to take over running the club, running the team? Man, if money was no object, can, can we not go and get Pep Guardiola? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Brendan Rodgers has to be the standout there, but, you know. I thought they were great, that FA Cup yeah. game. I thought they did a real number on Chelsea. And Chelsea, who, you know, Tuchel, a very, very good coach. I thought Rodgers was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. But he needs to come with his backroom staff and his yeah. recruiting staff and, and everybody. Even even his board. Can we take their board yeah. as well? Can we just take the whole lot? Let's just move to Leicester. And, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's he, he'll be your man. Graham Potter seems more of a realistic target, but doesn't wow me though. Lots of no, Spurs fans no, no. are going, "Oh, I don't mind Potter." I just, I just think it's really. There's no wow factor there, Mike. Is there? No. And, and the trouble is, whoever comes, if it's Graham Potter. Uh, you know, to work with Daniel Levy in this board, you're going to need Harry Potter. Or, or uh, you know, uh, um, we'll probably turn Graham Potter into Norman Potter, the old caretaker from Police Sir, wouldn't we? Derek Guyler. Oh, you know, he's just, you're really he's, scraping the bow off the uh, Potter names e- e- now. Evening te- teenagers, by the way, talking about Police Sir. Don't mind, no teenagers watch this show. Don't know why about that. I've seen but our demographics. They go nowhere near this show. <laughs> there, there's the problem though, Mike, isn't it? who's going to come and work with those constraints yeah. that, you know, they're going to, we need a third polisher, which mm. literally like was Pochettino was, but when he goes back to the board and says, you know, I'm making chicken soup, a uh, chicken shit here. Can I please have some chicken soup? They went, no, here's some more chicken shit. Crack on. So that's, that's the problem. So they've either got to go or they've got to reform the way that they run the club. They've got to be able to run the club like they run the property portfolio and the bricks and mortars of it. If they've done that, then we're really in with a fighting chance. Or they've got to run the club in a in a manner that Harry Kane conducts his own uh, career. You know, if they if they come up to Harry Kane's level of how he conducts himself on the football side of things. Then we're in business, but are those things going to happen? Well, watch this space. Yeah, I mean, Matt, I think that the the main problem is there's no one telling Daniel Levy what to do. I know he owns thirty percent of of of, of uh, Tottenham. He's very well paid. He's a chairman that's done some really really wonderful things for the club. Don't get me wrong, but there's no one there, football wise or anyone, who's going. No, you've got this wrong. Uh, which he clearly has over many years. One trophy in 20 years says it all. Um, and and as, as Richard said, there lies the problem that unless he suddenly has an epiphany and goes, you know what, I will move aside. You know what, I will leave the board now. I'll keep running the business side of things and all that, but I'm not getting involved in any of the transfers. I'll bring a director of football in. I'll organise the pot of money you get. I'll still tell you what it is, but that's it. I'm not doing any of the negotiations anymore. That's it. I'm out. Someone else comes in. Um, and, you know, the new kind of scouting system, they've still got to generate money, bring people through the academy and all that. Until that happens, uh, as Richard said, what manager like... I'm looking at lost here. Rogers, Rangnick, Den Haag, Allegri, even Klinsman, uh, even even a Stephen Gerrard. Why would they come in? You wouldn't come. You've only you've only got to see the Amazon documentary. You know, Le- Levy. He mugged a lot of fans off. I thought when he was like, you know, fans don't have to do transfers. You, who do you think you're to? You made us. You know, tomorrow sixty quid to get in free food. The old days of throwing season tickets at the pitch is going to be changed tomorrow. But there'll be loads of buns all over the place because people should be lobbing hamburgers <laughs> at Liverpool. I think you're but right. No one will come. It will but, start a trend. Yeah, no one will come. And, and by the way, it wasn't me. I won't tell you where I'm sitting. But I I'm looking forward to the booze tomorrow. If it, To the players, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it might be the last time we see Harry. Sorry, be Levy out. Booze, get out of this club, blah, blah, blah. If I if I was a manager, or if I wanted to have a manager in the Spurs, I, I agree with Richard Rogers. But why would he leave that set up? Look how everyone was together after that final Saturday. If I was to go for one manager, I think he'd be mad. But I think he's as mad as Levy. And I think he'd stand up to him. I'd go for Conte. Interesting. Conte, 12-1. to 1 currently with William Hill. Carl, I mean, the, the, again, looking now to tomorrow's game, I think Matt, Matt's right there. Us fans will want to get behind the club. It's been a long time since it's been even 10,000 there. There's a lot to play for. And I think fans will be thinking, 
how can we get behind the team and cheer them on, but yet at the same time show our displeasure for the board, the European Super League, how they've handled things this season, um, the way they've uh, dealt with the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, who many of us fans do see them as a, as a rightful representative of our views. Uh, I think that's very, very important. I don't know how many members they've got. I don't know. Uh, but yes, I mean, I know some of the people on that board and they're all lovely, lovely people who work for free and absolutely do it for the right reason. They're absolute true fans. And when that comment came out last week, uh, finally, after three weeks, the apology from Tottenham, and they came out with that, well, you know, some of us, we're very disappointed what the trust said. Some of us here lived and breathed this club for, for decades. It's like we are paid millions. Daniel Levy is the most well-paid chairman in the Premier League. Don't tell, start slagging off volunteer fans who are trying to do things right for us fellow fans. Quite staggering. I mean, I don't know if you're going tomorrow, but, but it's going to be a weird, a weird atmosphere in that respect. I mean, I think the danger we've got is that very quickly we could become Newcastle United and that we get stuck with our owners, that it becomes very toxic, that the fans, uh, you know, against the club. I, I just think there's so many layers. The, the PR disasters that have happened in recent years have just been even beyond our own uh, recent recent history. Um, I, I, I know that they're trying to um, engage with uh, supporters clubs, which I, I think is great but it's not the supporters trust and exactly as you say Mike the, the amount of work that the supporters trust have put in over that period of time they are the representatives of of the club I, I, I think that um, that a lot could be done just by uh, Levy taking some step back I don't think a good finance director necessarily makes a good CEO uh, the thing that sticks with me when we talk about a manager and a managerial shortlist I think back to the Amazon documentary where at the time Liverpool and Manchester City were running away with the league and he said there are two outstanding coaches in the Premier League and we've got one of them in Mourinho now whether he was talking about Guardiola or Klopp that he was discluding, that was out of date by about three years. I, I, I genuinely believe for all their faults, he does want to win things, whether it's just to shut us up, but I, I do believe he has the club's best interests at heart. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you. I don't think one minute he's doing this giggling thing, this is hilarious. At the end of the day, it's all about business-wise getting the value of it as much as possible and all that. I, 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 I For not one second think that at all. I just think it's the, the club has almost got too big for him to do all the stuff that he does by himself that, that that's kind of all I'm saying and, and that and that is it and, and actually you know I, I mean incompetence is a is a harsh word but never underestimate you know the power of that incompetence of actually just thinking well you know I, I think if you look at the list compared to even when we appointed Mourinho I mean Allegri is somewhere down that list Allegri is currently I think the favourite for the Real Madrid job we're, we're not at that level anymore because we're not in the Champions League and I think there is a massive rebuild needs doing can a Scott Parker do something like that it's a massive, massive ask. For me, I, I agree with everyone saying Rogers. I think is the best choice out there. But why would he leave? And uh, why would he leave what he's got there at the moment? And and that is ridiculous when you say why would you leave Leicester City for Tottenham Hotspur? But the reality is, I turned thirty six years old over the weekend, and it occurred. Oh, to happy me, birthday! Thank you very much. But it occurred to me that Leicester City winning the FA Cup meant that they have now won more in my lifetime than Tottenham Hotspur have, and that and they have been they have been in the top flight for less than half of my life and and that I think says an awful lot about how we've got this fantastic setup off the pitch of course we have we're financially brilliantly run with it one of the 10 biggest clubs in the world we've got absolutely nothing to show for it and now the greatest player of our generation could be leaving us and I think that is what the fans will be feeling tomorrow how can we get that across and I think the club they need to do something to redress this damage that has been done. And I think for all concerned, Levy taking that step back and running things a little bit more from behind the scenes and getting sort of getting a football person in, like a Glenn Hoddle perhaps, or just someone who can be the heartbeat of the club, it, it, it's desperately overdue because otherwise I think it could get very toxic. What you said is actually right. And, and, and Richard, if you agree, if you think that Rogers won't come and you're Daniel Levy and you want to keep the 
uh, fans on board. A bit like Sugar did when he got rid of Venables. He bought in Aussie. And we couldn't boo Aussie. It's Aussie's coming. You know, uh, um, and he did it later. When they Enoch came in, they got to Graham. Hoddle came in. Oh, this is tremendous. On the list I've got in front of him, I'm looking at it now. The one player, sorry, the one person who could come in because we're not going to get the very best and could actually keep Kane there another season whereby he's not moping around the training ground. And some, some of you may laugh now. Jurgen Klinsmann. If Klinsmann bounded up, Richard, you know, I'm here. I'm going to make Kane even a better player. We're going to play wonderful Tottenham football away. I know the Tottenham way. Would there be too many fans going crazy? Mm, we've, well, no, there, there wouldn't because of his legendary status within the club. But he's now been in management for 10 some years and never been given a top job. Um, you know, I, I sort of hear from people that he can be a quite difficult character to deal with as a person. So, you know, we're not talking about Jurgen Klopp, the footballer anymore, who was just sublime and brilliant and uh, um, Klinsman, sorry. Um, you know, it was just, just sublime. He's now uh, Klinsman, the person. And I hear he's quite difficult to deal with, quite aloof, quite, you know, he's, he's, he's a bit troublesome in that way, really. He's a difficult, difficult character. Um, and I think that's what's probably put a lot of clubs off from, from going in for him. So, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I, I, can't, I couldn't see it working, to be honest. I just don't think he's got those man management skills to be able to, to work and get us to, to where, where we are. So I think probably one of the only other hopes that the club might have to take the heat off of them is to really go down a project route. And just say, okay, look, we're bringing in Potter or Parker. How can they get away with this project bullshit again? This is the thing. They did the whole project thing with Pochettino. We all went with it. We all went with the project. I was on the show going, believing the project were doing that. We now realise the project was an utter scam because they, okay, COVID aside, you know, and the stadium cost aside, but let's be honest, they could have put more money in if they wanted to, if they all believed in the project. If the board really believed in this project, they would have put their own personal money in. This project's great. So this project, th- project thing surely can't wash with fans anymore. Well, I, I think it may do with some, not all, but the only other option then is to go to, for somebody stellar. And who out there is stellar at the moment? So I don't know. Well, Ro- Rogers and they pull out the money. They've obviously saved 10 million now that Mourinho went to Roma next season in compensation. Uh, look, Leicester have got some deep pockets as well, but I don't think as deep as Tottenham. Uh, I, I, I know, you know, he very nearly did come here after Swansea and then the Liverpool job came calling and all that. But uh, He stops as, massively high at the moment yeah. as well. He walks away from there now after delivering that. And, you know, he, he sort of walks away a bit of a legend because... Uh, Unless he goes and does that again next season, or, or you know, or does goes deep into the Champions League, he's only really looking at dropping off next season, a drop from where he was this season. So True. he Good could point. well come to Spurs, demand another two million pounds a year because he's stocked so high, uh, and then go again and start and start building something with us. So who who knows? Not a bad point. Matt, I mean, funny, we're recording this show, uh, everyone at home, before the Leicester-Chelsea game. Now, obviously, normally, I absolutely want Leicester to do them. Um, Chelsea could still um, hopefully lose the Champions League, miss the top four. But one could argue if Leicester don't get in the top four, then, you know, he's won his FA Cup. I've done, I bought the FA Cup first time to Leicester. I'm not in the Champions League. Tottenham job might be more appealing then, Matt. What, what do you think? Uh, I think you're clutching at straws. <laughs> I've been clutching at straws for most of the season. Let me yeah. tell you. I mean, Leicester are going to—they're going to get top four. I, I think they'll probably nick a point tonight, and uh, and that's job done. Um, you know, it comes back to whatever they do tonight. What do we have to do tomorrow? God forbid if we get this European Europa Conference League thing. Oh, God, forbid. I mean, I don't ever want us to lose, and don't you know? I don't want to sound like I'm, but. 
that will show you how low, how how just we have sunk so quickly. If that's it makes the Intertoto Cup look like the European Super yeah. League. Uh, and just coming really back does. to the Levy point, I know what you said about he's done good things to the club. I don't dis- don't disagree, he has. But I do think tomorrow the contempt he's shown season ticket holders by charging them 60 quid, where some clubs are charging 20 odd quid, 25 quid. Oh, we're giving you free food. Yeah, that's because it's probably going out of date on the 19th of May. <laughs> yeah. I just find all of that. And I'm going, by the way. And I'm going, not because, well, I'm going to voice my opinions, but to see people that I haven't seen for 15, 16 months. But, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he wants the club to do well. He, yeah, but he doesn't. It just, the fans, we're not, we're fans, we're not customers. The problem is some of us will go. We will go and we want to cheer, cheer the club. Yeah, but we support the club. You, we you support want the club, it, you not him. Go. But if, yeah. if, we, if we lose tomorrow, I hope, God hope we don't, because it might be Harry's last game, I'll be dreading Sunday with that big Europa Conference League hat looming over us. Dread that. I know that sounds really, because we've tasted European you know, Champions League it will show how far we've fallen in, in, yeah, in a matter of yeah. a couple of few years. And that, unfortunately, is on is 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 on 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 the owners of this club. Yeah, Carl. Let, let's look at the game tomorrow. We're playing Villa, who haven't been that great. They lost to who's they lose to? Was it Southampton? They were goal up. Palace. They lost the, their last game. Palace. Sorry. Um, latest odds from William Hill. We are fifteen to eight on to beat Villa. Kane is 14 to 5 for the first goal. Bell, who uh, it's a slight doubt, uh, according to the press conference today, with uh, Mason is 16 to 5 first goal. Uh, Homin Sun, 4 to 1. I think Sun's due a goal, 4 to 1 for the first goal. I said go to WilliamHill.com for that. Spurs have finished top six. We are still slight favourites. We're 5 to 4 on. West Ham are 11 to 10 on, so very, very close. Arsenal, hilarious. 50 to 1 to finish top six. And for those of you interested in the golden boot, and obviously we now know it's level, Salah and Kane. Salah is slight favourite now, 5 to 4 on. Harry Kane, you can still get 11 to 10 on. Uh, and I think tomorrow is probably his best chance. If he can bang in a couple of goals tomorrow, I think he'll be very. If I was him, I'd be really selfish tomorrow and try and, you know, try and hit the net from left, right, and centre. It's a game we should win. There's something on it. Do you think we're going to. Win comfortably, it's going to be one of those games where it's all going to go wrong in front of the fans. Um, no, I, I, I do feel moderately confident. I do think we'll, I do think we'll secure the top six. I think we'll, I think we'll get the job done on that. But we've got to probably win both our games. Yeah, yeah. And as, as you've now set up the final game of the season as the Brendan Rodgers playoff for whether we can uh, get him as manager or not, Mike, that's uh, could be an interesting <laughs> one. But um, and, and and you know, Kane, I think will be driven if if his heart is set on a move. I think, I, I think, I think he'll, I think he'll score goals. I mean. If you remember a couple of years ago, when he was going into the last couple of games neck and neck, I was I was away at Leicester when he scored uh, those four goals. It was and then and then got got a hat trick at Hall a few days later and absolutely walked it. So um, so you know I. I, I don't know. It will be very, very interesting to see that team come out and kind of see his body language. I personally think Kane hasn't looked himself, hasn't looked particularly happy. No, no. You can see it in his body language. Absolutely not. And when you, you, when you think back, it's really not that long ago, all those kind of silly hand hand gesture celebrations, everything they're doing, the spirit in that dressing room versus kind of how it looks now. It looks workmanlike. It, we've all been at the end of a job where maybe, you know, you're phoning it in a little bit. And, and, and it really does kind of break my heart a little bit to see Harry Kane looking like that. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow when um, when when there's fans in the ground but i think we'll win um i think leicester um on on the final day i think we'll i think we'll secure what we need um for, for there and uh and, and and sixth place i i but but, but i'm completely agree with matt I, I, it feels like this europa conference league is just a big practical joke set up perfect just to send spurs to you know the outer reaches of finland and mm. uh and, and just you know on, on, it's a great away trip so we're allowed to travel though god we're going to well, some places that that I mean, even EasyJet, uh, easy, even EasyJet don't fly to, <laughs> uh, which would be quite extraordinary. Uh, Richard, um, West Ham have got West Brom away on Wednesday. West Brom very unlucky not to get anything against Liverpool, but you kind of think that they should do well. Then their last game was Southampton at home. So I still think, and um, we'll come to your predictions in a minute, but I think Leicester away. Look, if Leicester still need something, which they 
probably unless they win if they don't win tonight they're going to need something against us um it's certainly not i mean as the bookies say we're slight favorites and that's just it what's your prediction for uh tomorrow night give us a quick score prediction which i think we'll we'll win it tomorrow night we always uh concede a goal so but i think we will win it 2-1 uh tomorrow uh, uh, we we looked much better uh at the weekend um yeah uh, 2-1 but I do think we are going to fall short. We're not going to beat Leicester. We're just not beating Leicester away. That That's just not happening. I think we're going to end up in this Europa Conference <laughs> oh, League. God. So I shall see you uh, Tottenham versus Dynamo Cheeky Girl in the back of Hunger Slavia. <laughs> 50 pence a pint in a bar. I'm just trying to take the positives from this. So, uh, oh, leggy. What, I- Lossy of Atlantis, Leggy of Trousers, Dynamo Cheeky Girl, uh, just all of them. And team, teams that are about 400 points at Scrabble for the first six rounds. Come on, let's get I, to it. If I can get my score prediction in for 1-1 one, one at Dynamo Cheeky Girl, please, just so I can preempt that. I, yeah. I can't see us, we'll get the away goal, but I can't see us going to get a victory there. Carl, what's your score prediction for Villa? Uh, I think I think 3-1. I feel I feel confident. 2-1, 3-1. Matt, what's your score prediction? Uh, I think Villa 3-1, actually. I think I th- if it's Harry's last game, he'll go out of the bank. So, 3-1. And then, Matt, but then with the Leicester game, Rich is what he said, no way we're going to win that. I'm about to say Filbert Street. Shows how bloody old I am. <laughs> My God. I'm literally about to say Filbert Street. Um, what is it? The King Power. That's King right. Power. King Power if they, Stadium. If they, get, if they get what they need tonight, then sneakily might nick a 2-1 if they don't nah if they get what they need tonight um, because if they win tonight they'll be on 69 points uh, that'll be enough that'll be enough so we really kind of want Leicester to do it tonight and then play the kids uh, on on Sunday or or, or certainly kick back a little bit Um, so Matt what what is your score prediction for Sunday I don't want to see this Europa Conference League so I'm going to say we'll win 2-1 wow Carl, I think I think I mean we've we've been here before saying Leicester will have a wobble. I, I do I do think Leicester could be could still be in a wobble. It depends on how they get on tonight, but um, I think I think we'll do what we need. But I, th- I think hopefully a draw might be enough if we can win tonight. So I'll, I'll go one one. I think if Leicester beat Chelsea tonight, we'll get a two all in the last game. Uh, if they don't beat Chelsea tonight, I think we'll lose three one. Uh, Richard. Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Uh, I'm just hoping that they do the business tonight, Leicester, and uh, then get out on the lash to celebrate a great season, get their flip-flops on, and hopefully we can we can nick something. But it's their last home game of the season in front of fans. And I think even if they do win tonight, and even if they have been on the lash for a few days, they've still got enough in them to, to get a draw against us. So I think a draw at best we'll get uh, on Sunday. Isn't it awful? But I think it was back in December, I was looking at this last game going, oh, wow, this could be like really both teams' top four. We're now hoping we don't finish eighth on this 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 uh, game. Very quickly, for premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Uh, well worth doing, especially in the close season. Uh, next week, it's our end of season show. Two recordings for you. We're back live with Spurs show season ticket holders. Myself, Theo Delaney, Paul Coit and Dean Austin join us. And uh, for those of you thinking, you know, what's going to happen in the close season, don't worry. We're still bringing you loads of content. During the Euros, we'll be running our Never Write Off the Germans comedy panel show. And also in the close season, our brand new series you'll get on this feed. Top 10 Tottenham, when we talk in length with well-known Spurs show regulars, their favourite Tottenham moments of their lives. Uh, You can hear the theme tune now. What, no? Tottenham? Don't be a Clottenham. You want goals? Tottenham's got the... Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. I'm saying Tottenham very, very often. Hot, shot, give them all you got. Let me make it plain. Tottenham are the kings. The kings of White Hart Lane. Top 10 Tottenham! There we are. A bit of tribute to Chaz and Dave in that theme tune. Uh, so don't worry, after next week's shows, you'll still be getting Spurs content from us every week. Richard, any plans to... Well, you can't, you're not, you can't get over here yet. You're not allowed, though. You're still a, 
You're still a red country? What are you? No, we're, we're amber at the moment. So I, I, I can go, but with a lot of PCR testing and, 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 and quarantining and, and everything. So uh, we've got a decision in the next day or so from the EU with regards to having digital passports for our vaccinations. And hopefully the UK government puts the uh, at least the Canary Islands on the green list, if not Spain, the mainland. So uh, if that happens, then I'm uh, sort of free to start traveling again, see some family and friends come and stock up on some Marmite and Yorkshire tea bags because uh, we're running short. And uh, yeah, so so we'll back and hopefully that stays that way and can get back to start doing some uh, some Legends nights as well. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, Definitely missed. I'm really missing the live things. I mean, we were sort of doing them every month. And it was just lovely. It was just lovely to hang out with Spurs fans and, you know, players that we've all loved and admired. So it'd be nice to do the one next week. Uh, it could be doom and gloom looking... Well, it will be doom and gloom looking back at the season. Carl, for those of you who might not have heard you on the show before, can you mention your wonderful book again, which I assume is still available at all good uh, bookshops? Yeah, well, exclusively on Amazon, actually. But the, oh, okay. um, yeah, the, the being that number, which is um, Pochettino's uh, final season. So it's it, it supporters clubs around the world kind of saying why they why they love Spurs and uh, and how they kind of support Spurs from afar. And it tells a story of that wonderful season. So if anyone's feeling uh, too depressed by whatever the hell the next week's got in store for us, then uh, then that's a great way to relive a good season. Lovely. Brilliant. Well, look, let's hope we get a decent win tomorrow, uh, whatever we need on Sunday to get the sixth place. Then we can go, well, you know what? There's Europa League football. It's every Sunday, every Thursday, the kind of thing we've been used to uh, this season. Um, is, there, is there a way we can still finish ninth or not? I would hope so. I've got some bad news. But, well, I say bad news. In my... Uh, in my obviously uh, in my golfing uh, capacity, um, I've Harry Kane has joined a golf club. I don't know, you wouldn't probably if you don't know golf. Fifteen minutes from Chelsea's training ground in the last <laughs> in the last three weeks, it's a golf golf club called Beaverbrook. It costs three hundred fifty thousand pounds to join. Wow! It's in the it's in the around that mark. It's about fifty grand a year fees. He's joined that in the last few weeks. Really. Mm. Some information's come through. He's got a car. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's driving there from Hampstead or wherever he, he is. He's a member of many quite illustrious golf courses in the UK, so maybe that's just a coincidence. But the fact it's 15 minutes from their Cobham training ground is a makes me worried. We could um, just look at the league table. We could, I mean, Everton have absolutely gone. Uh, if we lose our next two games and West Ham would go above us, we could still hopefully, well, Everton will have to win both their well, at least four points. Arsenal, we don't want Arsenal to go above us. It's, uh, I'm just thinking, even Leeds. No, Leeds have only got one game left. No, it, it's really looking like sixth or seventh. I, I can't see us dropping much lower than that. It's uh, incredible. Have any of you looked into this European uh, uh, alliance thing? Because it really is incredible. Go and check out the website. It's just absolute gobbledygook. It's literally like four Swedes have got really, really stoned one night. And just sort of said, no, let's do stuff for the little teams. And honestly, you see the list of the teams who are already eligible. I hadn't heard of most of them. And I used to have the Sabutio League Ladders as a kid, the sort of European version. So I know my obscure Estonian sides. But really, this is another level of shitness. It really is. Gentlemen, Richard, so lovely to see you. Uh, hopefully we can uh, hook up in person at some stage next season. Carl, lovely to see you too. Thanks for coming back on, Matt. Great to see you. Really glad I could get you on yeah, on the show as well. As I said, we'll be here next week. Myself, Theo Delaney, Paul Coit, live uh, from a pub in Tottenham. And then we'll do a special show after that. You hear Dean Austin looking back at his career. Now, the interesting thing about Dean Austin, he was assistant coach to Brendan Rodgers at Watford and uh, Reading. So we'll have some Rodgers stories. Uh, still clinging on to the hope that Ros just goes, <laughs> I love Tottenham. Yes, I d don't even pay me. I just want to go there. Uh, not going to happen. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.